I get confused by this because I keep getting these things where it's like registration code. But then yeah. I heard that if you're a pro, you don't have to worry about it right now. Yeah, that's... that you're guaranteed a thing. And I mean, I'd imagine blah. because you're you're in it. I guess so, but I thought press was part of it, being a pro. No. Um. Oh. Do you mean like a press badge and a, a pro badge? Oh, I guess so. Yeah, press badge. I never really thought. I, I honestly have never. Because uh, I I've all, I I went last year for the first time, mm -hmm. and that was awesome. But I. I had a, a professional badge. Uh -huh. I was like, so does this get me into anywhere? Like, no. Like, that's Backstage. The, yeah, like that's, like, I don't know what kind of badge you need for that, but. It was so weird. Are, are we starting or, uh, or do we start? Yeah. Okay. I, like I just pressed record and, uh, okay. uh, you know, you can kind of jump into it. But <laughs> cool. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, we Today we have Jacob, uh, how do you say your last name? Saman. Saman, okay. It's a very tricky one. Everyone yeah. wants to go to semen every single time. It's so <laughs> weird. I was trying to pronounce it, and uh -huh. then like the, the fourth time I was like, it's, is it semen? No. Yeah. No. Saman. Because... I think everyone's mind just goes right to semen. Yeah. Because no, just... I, I saw the H and I go, ah. And, yeah, so. <laughs> A-H. That yeah. would be the, that was my reach for it. Uh, oh. Typically my, my last name is actually with two A's. And uh, when I became a writer, uh, I worked in a lot of cartoons, and people were uh -huh. kind of just gave me the "you got to change that last name." And what? and <laughs> it was very strange because I have always had this problem, like in especially in English English classes, like even in college, where you were in like the three hundred student auditorium classes, and then the teacher would be like Jacob Seaman, and then everyone would just start laughing. And I'm like, dude, it's no, not, that's yeah, not it's And then immediately I knew that I'm in an English class and they can't do a two waves with an awe sound. I'm not mm. going to learn anything from you. So, <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been yeah. a fun, fun life. I, I, I want to say I somewhat understand being an Aristotle, but it's, it's always more like, uh, like I'll see them look at the list of names and then go, uh, and like, it's Aristotle. Like, I, I know what you're thinking because my name is, uh. Aristotle Acevedo, mm -hmm. and so my name will usually come up at the top of lists. Double A. Yeah, uh, unless there's someone that's like A B last name. So yeah, <laughs> like that's how every list starts. Uh, it starts with an uh. Yeah, uh, it's Aristotle. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so you are a uh, a comic book writer mm -hmm. for Garners, correct? Mm -hmm. And a TV writer. Yeah, as well? I write um, animated um, television for Marvel, Disney, mm -hmm. uh, some foreign uh cartoons as well that have never hit out here um which has been which was really interesting mm, how do you um, get into that uh the company i i started with was man of action um i was their first freelance like writer that was kind of a regular writer with them mm -hmm. and uh i i worked for a while on the fringes of tv like i worked as a pa and then eventually i worked my way up into uh, you know, associate producing, so you think you dance, and content producing, American Idol, and you know, I was always doing the stuff that I went to school for in a sense, but I never really did the thing that I wanted to do, which was write. Mm -hmm. And um, eventually, uh, at a comic shop, when I was working in between in between shows, I'd work at a comic shop in Pasadena called Comics Factory, and um, Stephen T. Siegel, who has written like you know genius and it's a bird and all these great books uh would come in as a regular on wednesdays to pick up his pick up his books his pull mm -hmm. um and 
he just he's a really good guy to talk to and he just asked me what I've been up to and I told him that I entered the Disney ABC Disney writing fellowship with a writing partner and we got in we got in pretty not not sorry I should stop that we didn't get in we got in uh, to the next round uh-huh. and he was kind of impressed because he's known several writers who also entered it and didn't get as far and uh, after a while we didn't get in we got to like I think the semifinals or the finals one of the two it was very far mm-hmm. got through the interviews and all that stuff and um, he asked to see the scripts that we did. And so I sent him the scripts, and uh, he looked at them. He said, I am working on a Spider-Man show right now, and you know comic books, and I can only take one of you, so figure out which one it is. And, uh, you know, I talked to my writing partner, and she told me that, you know, it's your contact, and you also, you know... You you know the guy, and so I called up Steve, and Steve I told Steve I'm like yeah I'm ready to let's do this, and so I wrote a Spider-Man episode, and then it did fairly well, mm-hmm. got to write the finale for that season, and then kind of snowballed from there where I got to write more write more episodes, and then Avengers came along, and then I started writing Avengers. Um, so yeah, I mean it's been it's been a pretty crazy, I think it's been three four years, I've written a lot of stuff on tv (laughs) well that's awesome yeah the cool thing about writing for established properties is that it's it's not yours so you kind of can go into it and geek out especially Mm. when it's spider-man and the avengers in your mind you're just like this is probably at the time this is probably the closest i'm going to get to these characters and be able to write them and then eventually it kind of turned into because man of action are all comic book guys yeah it kind of turned into me, me building relationships in the comic book community, going to cons, meeting, you know, multiple people. I uh, met Eric Stevenson. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, just those relationships helped build into what is now Goners. Uh, I turned it in, uh, you know, pitched it to Stevenson at Emerald City last year. And uh, he really kind of looked at it. He seemed to kind of dig the vibe that we're going for and, and mm. like the pitch, but he also said that the the cover was no good and that oh, the title was terrible. He's like, you got to change that title. Cause the title before was the family Latimer. And, uh, he said, uh, he's like, well, that's, you know, might be a great title. If you read the book, if you didn't read the book and you're coming at it fresh, like mm-hmm. just looking at it at the stands, that's a book that I would not care about. And I was like, <laughs> all right, well that's fair enough. So we went through a rigorous process of naming. And then was the, the cover the same as the first issue of Goners? Or? No. Um, what you see on the back of the comic book, which is always kind of laid over with, a, with kind of a texture, mm. um, is what the original cover was supposed to be. It's a family portrait with like, everyone's faces, faces like slashed out. Uh, and uh, and it, would, it, was, it had like a uh, border that was um, like a frame, like a really nice regal frame. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really too busy. It was just too busy. It was too busy. If you put a you put a graphic or a title on top of it, it, it would get lost in the craziness that was that cover. Because the covers now are amazing. Oh, I yeah. Love, like, they just jump out every week. Yeah, me and... and so, Ho- yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I don't know. That, uh, I was just going to say that they are amazing. But uh, to, go, to go back a little bit about, um, <clears throat> like, writing for Avengers and Spider-Man, mm-hmm. uh, do they put i don't say restrictions but are they like uh have you ever said like let's bring in this character that i really like but they're like i don't know that's kind of yeah i mean there are restrictions in the fact that i mean everyone knows the 
the legalities of you know Spider-Man being owned by Sony for the movie rights, and mm-hmm. then uh, X-Men's owned by Fox, and so you can't you can use certain characters at certain times, but it, it seems like it's always in flux. So, and then there are also story ideas that uh, may have been used in another show. Like if we want to present a villain, it's like oh we did that in this show, and so. You have to realize that they're, what they're trying to do is they're trying to build this kind of unified universe, and um, it's it gets tricky sometimes because there are limitations to what you can and can't do. So um, it's very interesting where we start, like with an idea of what we want to do. We come in with like pitches and we start with ideas, and then where we end up because those ideas will turn into something. We'll we'll kind of vibe towards. Um, an idea, but we're, we don't. We can't take certain trappings because of various reasons, legal reasons, or it was used in another show, or it's just not right for the season. And then we'll like mold into something else, kind of using that initial idea. It's it's really interesting and very collaborative. It's nice. It's it's a lot nicer having a safety net of a bunch of people in a room trying to break a story. Than to be on your, on your own. own and just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. does this work or does yeah. It? yeah. There's nothing scarier than looking at a blank like. Uh, dry erase board or a word document or it's just you sit there and your brain just goes a million miles and you just you just don't know what to do it's the worst you second guess yourself all the time so uh how does because i've never written comics before how does the the writer and artist work like uh because i've i've kind of seen it and those kind of like behind the scenes or like mm-hmm. bonus issues of comics were like, this is like the first sketches. Uh, do you like um, write out the scene or do you kind of have a quick sketch and then send it to your artist? Oh, no. God, no. <laughs> uh, I write out I write out everything, uh, you know, panels to to dialogue and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I'm an overwriter. I write way too much. And so... Um, when, when me and Jorge first started, I didn't know Jorge. I, we met at New York city comic con. He showed me his portfolio. I really dug it. Uh, I thought it was perfect for goners because it's just about these two kids who were kind of in this bubble. And then all of a sudden this horrific thing happens where their parents die and they're on the run and everyone's trying to hunt them and they have to figure out who killed their parents and why. Um, but at the same time, it's it's also a story about growing up really fast and saving basically trying to save the world and become their parents in in a night. And so it's like a loss of innocence story and, and when I see Jorge's art it's mm. kind of got this cartoony accentuated uh anatomy vibe. Yeah. And that was really cool. So when me and Jorge first started I didn't know him. Um so I overwrote crazy amounts of panels <laughs> i would just be like oh this is in the panel and then in the background there's like a coffee cup that but it's not full it's like <laughs> half empty no i would just i would i would be really descriptive at first and then after issue two i re and and jorge basically takes the scripts and he kind of just laughs mm-hmm. and then he just does whatever he wants anyway <laughs> and so when i when i started getting the pages back I, I realized that he was way better at this pacing thing than i was so um. So basically, I've learned to trust him a little bit more. So mm. now I kind of just write really brief descriptions of what's going on, like an actual humane writer would do for an artist. <laughs> and um, and it, we seem to work really well. We have kind of the same brain, which is really weird. 
uh, a lot of things that we're thinking and we don't say to each other, we end up just doing. And then we're like, I was thinking that too. And it was, it was just, I don't know, it's just really strange. It's kind of gross. But then that's just like the sign of a great team. Like, yeah. Like, you know, it was meant to be. It's, it, it's very strange how easy, easily it is to work with my team. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear I hear stories all the time of, of people that kind of just butt heads with one facet of their team, uh, whether it's the colorist, the letterer, the inker, the, uh, the artist, the writer. One somebody's having some kind of dramatic problem, and our team. I mean, for, even for an independent book, so we're not like you know making a monthly paycheck where we're, we're oh we're getting paid to write and draw this. We, we we work on basically what the book makes and a little bit of what I'm fronting, but for the most part, even with those restrictions, our team is like super positive. We're very happy. Um, we're always just like writing the craziest email chains with like the gifs or the gifs sorry yes. i say gifs. i just learned so, how to say gif don't even worry about yeah. it because i say gifs and i don't care because it's gifs yeah so um it's the gifs that keep on giving yeah. um that was terrible uh <laughs> yeah i mean it's just we have a really good rapport and it, it's been really awesome to work with my team um shout out to the colorist gabe casada and and inker letterer Steve Wands, they're fantastic. Like, everyone's fantastic. It's just mm. it's been a super cool, uh, I guess, year we've mm. been doing this. So nice. yeah, it's been rad. Uh, where does where does this story come from? Was there any kind of inspiration? Is it something that you've been like kind of had in the back of your head that's been dying to be to come out, and now here it is? Or like how did how did you get started on it? Um, I started on it. Probably, well, okay, so I had an idea for a, and this is not an original idea, this idea has been done to death, so bear with me. Um, I had this idea for a family that that were hunters, and we see this in Supernatural, we see this in tons of shows where it's like, oh, it's a family business. <laughs> and um, so that's not an original idea um, in and of itself. Um, but what happened was, I had this idea for this family because I love monsters, I love folklore, I love history. Those are things I vibe to. Mm-hmm. And um, one day I was in a world history class and we were watching. Um, it was like a, it looked like a YouTube clip, but it were string outs of 16 millimeter and 8 millimeter um, collected footage from the crowd on the day that JFK was assassinated. And it was crazy because there's no sound because 16 millimeter, eight millimeter don't really have sound. You have to have external sound. So there's no sound. It's just really, it's just quiet the entire time mm. and you're watching it. And it's, I think it was like eight minutes long, but it felt like an eternity. Uh, cause you know what's coming. It's like, yeah. it's just such dread. Cause it's even worse that, you know, he's going to get shot at some point. So you're switching from camera angles and camera views and he's turning down the street in his Cadillac. Uh, and all of a sudden, you just see his head kind of jerk a little bit to the side. Yeah. And then you see Jackie kind of like, look at him like, like is like, is he okay? But he's still up. He's not. And then immediately after she looks at him to see if he's okay, there's just a second shot where you just see red and then you see her freak out and she jumps over the trunk of the car and, and she's trying to get away from being shot. And it was terrifying. It was horrific. And it stayed with me for probably like the whole week. I couldn't get it out of my head, and it was now that I, I 
as I keep talking about it to like people, they look at me like, "You saw this in a classroom? Like that's horrible." Yeah, because I I'd always thought that that was something that they did show in classrooms, but I I never saw it, and I yeah. uh, I feel gross saying this, but I I looked it up. And I was yeah, like, I want I want to see this. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's it was, it's uh, it's rough, right? Yeah, because you know it's this coming. Is, you know and it's coming. It's and eight also, minutes long, so you don't know <laughs> you don't know where it's gonna hit. And like it's just a weird thing that people saw. Yeah. In, front of them yeah you know what i mean yeah and and everyone freaks out yeah everyone's kind of confused at first and then and then they they know what's happening and then you see them running and falling and people crying on the ground and it was just it was super terrifying and gross and it stuck with me and so my mind i kind of had my in for the story that i wanted to tell i i, I thought about how the kennedys probably the following day did like we're just processing everything that's just happened to them and wondering if it was like a attack on on them maybe or uh there's just a ton of things that were probably going through their heads and in my mind i thought that would be interesting to make it so that this family was famous uh world like world renowned fame and you know they're just everyone knows them and they have toys and they have cereal and they have you know everything posters and they have their own reality show. And on this reality show that's aired live on TV, everyone watches it, including their kids, and something goes horribly wrong and they're killed live on television. Mm. And now the kids are being hunted because they're the next in line to inherit the mantle. And they're also at their weakest because they've been untrained and they're children. Yeah. And so every all these like folkloric monsters are chasing after them. And I thought that was like that would be that was my in and that was more interesting to me as a story than kind of just telling another story of it's the family business i know what i'm doing i've mm-hmm. done this before and, and then now we're like training our kids to do yeah it. and so now, it, yeah so it was more it was more of a survival for the first it, the whole thing's a survival but the first three issues was defense like them running and trying to get away and then the last three issues is them on the offense you know becoming what they need to become to survive this night. Mm-hmm. And so I figured, you know, if you tell it, the story of it in one night, it would be more interesting. And that was my end. I like, that's where most of it came from was mm-hmm. just JFK. Crazy that's, enough. <laughs> that sounds, uh, that sounds like a good inspiration though. Um, do you, do you already kind of have it already planned out and then it's done? Or do you have, do you see past the night? No, oh, yeah, no, I, I definitely see past the night. Um, I have five story arcs kind of uh, loosely plotted. Um, it was one of those things where when we when I went with the series, it was there were so many stops and starts, which is getting an artist or pitching it and uh, not having you know the right team attached, so certain aspects of a book wouldn't get picked up because of you know whether it was like bad colors, letters, art, whatever. So there's a lot of stop and starts with this book. I've I've been with it probably since 2007, um, just you know off and on trying to kind of make it work. And um, so I have I have a lot of loosely based uh, story arcs, about five of them, mm. and they kind of tra- like traverse the entirety of the last generation of this family. And I'm not like giving away what happens at the end or anything. I mean, the book's called Goners for a reason. <laughs> um, but I really wanted to stick with um, just this family and trying to figure out uh, who they are, 
what their place is in the world and how they're going to fix everything. Um, um, yeah. Well, Sorry. Oh, oh, Eddie's walking into the room. Hello, Eddie. Late as always. Hi, guys. How, how did everything go? Terrible. Oh, no. Yeah, I got no tickets. Oh. Uh, <sighs> Eddie was late because he was trying to get tickets to Comic-Con, and then he didn't get any. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Don't worry. You How could, are you yeah. doing? I'm good. You could, you could easily buy them for a thousand dollars tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna sneak. They'll in. be on eBay. That's it's, why the internet. Exists. Yeah, it's fine. I'm just gonna sneak in. That's what I did the first year. <laughs> well, don't you? Know. Dude, they're gonna have your photo everywhere. <laughs> Everyone's just gonna have like a pre- like a like a little like a uh, pad of paper with just people's photos. I know. Just the- <laughs> how many podcasts have I heard this on? Oh God, <laughs> I hope no one's listening to this. <laughs> I mean, I hope everybody's listening to this. Oh, you know what's so great? Revolt. Uh, so you know those advanced uh, screenings they have for movies? You yeah. Can, you can go and you fill oh, out yeah, the little yeah. ballots at the end. Um, it's so it's really funny because now they they go online to IMDb and Facebook mm. and they, they search for people's names that like have registered to see the movie and they flag people who might be working in the entertainment industry. Oh really? And they won't they won't they won't tell, tell you. you until you you wait for like an hour and a half to get in. It's so funny. It it, it drives me insane that there's a blacklist all of a sudden on people. Like just um <laughs> trying to trying to watch a movie. But yeah. 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 It's so funny. <laughs> they they pretend like the guy that's a PA on some kind of show is gonna leak some kind of important Vital information, information on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on Transformers 16. Yeah. What happens? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's like a robot. I to this day have not paid to see a Transformers movie, but I've seen all the Transformers movies. <laughs> You're a better man than uh, I. <laughs> one of my buddies uh, works over at Paramount, and he, whenever they do screenings there, he's like, you want to come watch it? And I was like, I, I guess. That's the only way probably to see that movie, yeah. is yeah. to go to a Paramount screening. He said, he said Transformers 16, and my mind went to the robot's that can turn into cars. <laughs> like, it's just so beyond the cars turning it's into robots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now we just have robots that it's also happen around. to be able yeah. to turn into cars. It's the assembly line robots that turn themselves into their own <laughs> machines. It's going to be like a... Cars. Like, did you ever watch all the original Planet of the Ape movies? I still have not. So at the end of, like, the series, it's pretty much like a loop mm-hmm. uh, where the descendants of, you know, said set apes have time traveled and gone back and created man and the man it's it's just like an infinite loop like it's never gonna end i never saw that one i i it's all the original planet of the ape movies it's nice now i feel like i gotta go back yeah yeah it's uh i didn't realize until my girlfriend asked like how many are there i was like i'm pretty sure there's only like two or three and i looked it up and there's like yeah there's like five i was like jesus what the hell yeah i think uh Uh, only did what like the first two yeah and he and was like, the, oh, I'm done with this. <laughs> like, Apes don't quit. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone as far with this as we could. Apes versus man. I know. It's the Apes endless man. struggle. Uh, and they bring him back. So what have uh, you guys been talking about since I've been gone? Talking about you, man. Yeah. I, I figured. I was like, they're just shit talking to me. We're just sitting here. Right now. We are just wondering what kind of shirt you were going to wear when you came in. Uh, this uh, famous, famous monster song? shirt. I almost wore yeah. mine. You have the same one? Not the same one. Okay. Uh, it's a Godzilla. Oh, that's probably one. one of my favorite booths at uh, San Diego. Famous Monsters? Yeah. Uh, I love it so much. Where's Holly? She she was also late. I don't know if she's going <laughs> to... I'm telling you. Everyone's late, man. Josh what is downstairs. Ah, that's uh, he just got here. He's uh, like, I'll just go. I'll, I'll be there later. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. You want to restart that? this? He's oh, the no. only... No. <laughs> I'm always on He's time. the only one that's who's because, punctual. Yeah. That's also because I have to like set everything up. Um, I'm that. I'm You're the, the trustworthy one. Yeah, he's the, the bad boy. I'm the producer. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, but, he's... <laughs> uh, we brought that up because Holly, who works here, is has been on the show once so far. Works is the uh, editor mm-hmm. at Famous Monsters. Oh, cool! And so she's awesome. Yeah, she's their booth last year. year I got, I think I got two lanyards, but I know I for sure got that Ghostbusters one. And then I I put my Comic Con badge on it. Uh-huh. And then everyone asked, like, like, "Where did Comic-Con? you get that lanyard?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I I walked by that booth. And come, I mean, I probably shouldn't say this. It'd probably be bad. <laughs> but come Sunday, they were had had that really good deals, and I was really excited. Uh, no, I mean well, that's that's <laughs> it's sun. That's yeah. I know everyone who goes to Comic Con. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's something you should know. Do your shopping on Sunday, yeah. unless it's something Unless super exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. That's the thing too. Then do your shopping on Sunday. <laughs> I'm a medium. You know, if anyone wants to send me presents, I'm a medium. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm a medium uh, in shirts, and uh, I went there. And I'm just looking, and it's just smalls, and then it goes right to, like, extra-larges, extra-extra-larges, yeah. yeah. and I just, it's like, fuck, it's <laughs> such a deal here. Oh, can I cuss? I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, so, much, so many deals, and I can't, I don't, I can't do any of <laughs> Source. Yeah, no, uh, I, last year only went one day, and I walked around the floor, and I was like, well, I'm done. After about an hour, and I was like, oh, I'm glad I didn't pay to come in here. <laughs> Dude, San Diego is... Is uh, I was trying to compare it to my, I was trying to compare it to something to my girlfriend because she's she's new to the comic culture. Ever since we've been going out, mm-hmm. she does not know about San Diego, which is boggling Whoa. to me. Are you taking her to WonderCon? Are you going to WonderCon? WonderCon. Oh, yeah. uh, that one's in April. I always forget. Yeah, that's I don't. Out. I always forget, man. It's like, yeah, it's like the <laughs> it's like the miniature comic. Con. It's so crazy because the only time I kind of go to these local conventions is when I'm invited hmm. or I have a panel. Like, I'm going to Long Beach on the 1st. I'm doing oh, yeah, a panel yeah. with uh, fan, Fanboy Comics. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm doing that, which is kind of cool. But it's it's one of those things with the local ones. I kind of I kind of just, like, fall off my radar for some reason. And then I'm, I'm always just... Because cons, they tire me out. Yeah. They tire me. <laughs> I lose my voice. <laughs> I feel sick afterwards. And... At the end of all of it, I kind of go, what, what did I, what did I do? What, 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 <laughs> what happened? Did I do here? Why, why was I here? Um, but then you go to San Diego and you meet a bunch of people, which is great. And then, you know, New York Comic Con's great, too, just because I love New York. I've never been to New York. Me neither. Uh, oh, really? But, like... It's pretty cool. It's it's actually yeah. gotten kind of out of control. It was at That's one point... That's what I heard, that last you, year was the biggest. Yeah. If you want to hear about an easy place to sneak into, man, that place is... <laughs> they Because they, they literally have... Um, it's the Assassin's Creed method, is what happens. You just you go in and like, hay. like, yeah, you jump into <laughs> bale hay, then jump out like into a crowd of people, and then just walk in, yeah. unsuspectingly. <laughs> no, um, they have the. Well, I, I didn't go last year, so maybe they fixed this. But they have this area that has such a big entrance, and it's only covered by two or three people, and there's so many people coming in that they just can't look at everyone's Everyone, badges, yeah. and yeah. so it's just an onslaught of of people. It's just overwhelming. It's overwhelming the forces. Yeah, uh, just you just too many people coming in. <laughs> the the thing is, you look for the oldest like security person like at yeah. the door because they can. Only <laughs> that's so. That's it's so terrible. Cool. No, yeah. I know. You're a I know. Person. I am not. Uh, I will gladly pay for a badge. Uh, uh, they don't want my money. Is what's going on. They really oh, yeah. do make it way too difficult. Like I can't believe how difficult it is to get in San Diego. So oh, yeah. I woke up. At eight to enter their pre-entry <laughs> room. Oh, not yeah, not to get here on time. Yeah, no, shut up. Because <laughs> I woke up at eight to get here on time, and then I saw the email saying like it's today. I yeah. was like, oh, damn it! I 
Anyways, uh, <laughs> woke up at eight to enter their pre-registration room, and I was like, awesome. And then it's like, oh, come back at nine, and then we'll start letting people into the, the actual room where you buy stuff. And it's like, okay. Nine came around. Oh, you're uh, this. You know, you you can't see it, but we're letting people in through the, like through the line. And twenty minutes went by. All of Wednesday badges are gone. It's all right. <laughs> There's still a lot of great events. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's fine. Oh, all the Saturday badges are gone. It's cool. Eddie. Yes. Bandai Mega Man X full <laughs> armor figure. No. Can it be special ordered? No. Everyone listening, it cannot be special ordered. That's Derek. Cannot be special That's ordered. That's Derek. I'm going to go tell the customer that just asked that. Okay. Cool? All right. Hope that the podcast is going well. <laughs> Thank, right. Thanks. I was hoping it was going to come in with like a word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> There's an old, be, uh, old banana sitting out here. It's not any of your guys's. I put it there one week ago. <laughs> that, right there. there is an old banana uh, sitting. Um, okay, I'm going to just nasty. Thanks, yes. thanks for that, Derek. <laughs> All right, see you guys later. Thanks, thanks Derek. The word of the day is banana. <laughs> old banana. <laughs> when banana happens, we all scream. It's uh, the whole circus now. Um, anyways, after about an hour, I was like, oh, this isn't happening. And then it's like, oh, hey, there's no tickets available. Thanks for your interest, though. Yeah, how has life turned into a digital waiting room? I mean, we had we had the waiting rooms. Or we just had the lines in general that were already a pain in the ass. But now, no, when you do it digitally, it feels even worse because you're at you're at the mercy of an internet connection. Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's the terrible. worst. It's, <laughs> so, I've had so many times where my internet, well, not my internet, but my browser will crash or the page will crash, and then yeah. you have to start over again. And then you're it's, back of the line. And then you're yeah. Well, there was that first year they did it like that, and it was yeah. it, everyone tried going in at the same time, I guess, and <laughs> it just flooded their system, and they were like unprepared. Yeah. How, do you, mm. how did you not know this was going to happen? Do you see? It's like New York Comic Con. Do you see? I know. Except for digitally. <laughs> digitally. Um, Digital Comic Con. Well, it sucks because the first year I went was 2006, and I walked up to the door and bought my ticket there. Yeah. Humble break. And yeah. Not even humble break. It's just a break. I went, <laughs> I went for the first time, went to Comic Con. My first year, I was, I think I was 13. Hmm. And you were able to walk up to anyone you wanted to walk up to and you could talk to them for a half hour. And it was the raddest Hmm. nerd haven in the world. And I went every year after that. And then when I went to college, I went to college in San Francisco. And I'm not going to give a plug to the college I went to because it was (laughs) terrible. (laughs) Go school. Um, But San Francisco was great. But when I went to San Francisco, I I didn't go to Comic-Con for those three years I was up there. And I came back and I looked around. And I was like, "This is not my Comic Con. This, yeah. this is not my beautiful wife." Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just I it was horrible. I I was walking around. I was being touched by sweaty people. Everything smelled. Uh, no, yeah, it's gonna. It's, um, no, yeah, it's and you sweet. couldn't talk to anyone. Everyone was in a bad mood. Oh, Everyone everyone's in, in the mood. shittiest mood. And then now. you're in a bad mood. It's yeah, just, it's just a rubbing off of bad mood. My um, one experience was not bad mood people. I mean, there's a lot of people. A lot of dressed up people getting a lot of hit with props. But yeah. I mean, uh, everyone seemed to be happily taking pictures with. I got other. smacked oh, really? in the face once with that like that giant sword that Cloud has. Some guy was uh, carrying it around. He turned yeah. around because we're like Cloud, and, he's, and I wasn't looking, and he wasn't looking, and just face full of sword. You're gonna have big props. And be careful with <laughs> what you careful. do. If you name the episode, it's called Face, face Full of Sword. sword. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the the first year I went. Uh, I went up to the image booth, which was tiny at that point, yeah. uh, and uh, Robert Kirkman was there with uh, Charlie Adler, and there was nobody there. 
There's yeah. maybe like 10 people in line. What and year was this? 2006. Yeah, and that makes sense. Charlie yeah. drew a picture of me as a zombie. Nice. <laughs> and Did it cost a lot of money? No. He didn't charge anyone for any sketches. This is like, this yes. is what I'm talking about, man. This is like an alternate universe. This is no, what I'm talking everyone about. Everyone I went up to that was an artist did sketches for everyone, didn't charge anything, yep. signed everything. But now it's, you know, that the I feel like the collector market has gotten a lot more out of control this year or like yeah. within the last couple of years where everyone's like, hey, sign eight copies yeah. of this book. Let's just shut down eBay. That's the Let's problem. Shut down eBay, yeah. It, shut down eBay. Shut there really down. should be some kind of monitor on like what happens. It, it, it does yeah. suck because it makes everybody kind of jaded to... The kind of collaborative, like the whole point of the uh, of going to Comic Con is that you can all kind of be as a community as one, mm-hmm. geek out over one you know singular thing or not one singular thing, but kind but of whatever media. your thing is there. Yeah. yeah, and and now it's become kind of a place where people are like, okay, where can I get this exclusive and how can I buy ten of them? Yeah, and then sell it on eBay tomorrow. And the crazy thing was that um, I, I always butcher this guy's last name, but Travis Shore. Hmm. Uh, he's the guy that he, he did like the early, like the second volume of Wildcats. He did a Wildcats X-Men yeah. years. He's like the detailed artist. Uh, super great. He's been kind of gone recently, but if he comes back, everyone's going to freak out. <laughs> um, this guy is that good. Um, and he draws with both hands. Oh, oh wow, really? Nice. Yeah. And he like, he, he, yeah, and he also can, he also can, that's not how you get so many details. He cannot lay out. He doesn't even lay out. And sometimes he'll draw stuff upside down. And, like, it's just really weird. Like, you can't... Uh, anyway, he did a sketch for me, which was really cool. And it was free. And I was was like, what the hell is this? Crazy. <laughs> and I got, uh, I got a Tom McFarlane Spawn uh, face uh, on a backing board, a comic backing board for free. Nice. It was just crazy. Like, it was the day that... It was the, back in the days when you can actually talk to people and they would care. Yeah about the customer that is buying their book and just be super cool. And now I feel it's really hard to get to them. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. I mean, it's 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 fine in the fact that this is the world we live in now and they're doing the best they can. I don't think it's necessarily a position that they want to be in, but it's a position they have to be in. And so... No, I think what's, what's happened a lot it, too is... Uh, and we were talking about this with uh, Eric in our last podcast, that it, it feels like maybe a lot of the people that are... Um, making comics now, or or, or he, his fear was that the the people that are making comics now are making comics primarily to turn them into uh, TV shows, TV, TV shows, shows and, and movies, or movies and stuff. Uh, which I don't feel is necessarily everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people out there that do that, but I feel that there's a lot of people that write the books for the love of writing right. the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, you example, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not just like. Well, I'm going to make this into a TV show, or like I'm writing this specifically to become a TV show, or you know, just anything yeah. of that nature. Um, but that's why people are coming to try and find the next TV show. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, like I feel like a lot of people are like, "Well, this is gonna like with Walking Dead number one." I don't think anybody expected it to like skyrocket in price the way yeah. it did. Um, so I think everyone now is of that mentality of like, "Well, I'm going to buy all these number ones, and hopefully they'll get turned into something." Like, everyone's looking to get in on the ground. Yeah, yeah and, and maybe, like, from the creator perspective, it's, it's like, oh, everyone's trying to make money off of me yeah. in this... Yeah. I'm of, a, my, of my artwork. <laughs> going back to Walking Dead number one, a heartbreaking tale I'm going to tell you right now. So, um... As soon as you said that... You said heard, my lips. Yeah. No, no, as soon as you said that, I heard a paid drip. Like, yeah. no. no, it's actually not, it's not that uh, horrific. But, um, 
I worked at a comic shop when that came out, and I read it, mm-hmm. but we didn't, as a comic shop, we didn't order tons of it, because, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it, like my book, it's, there, it was no-name guys, or, I mean, Kirkman had a name in, you know, he did uh, Battle Pope and stuff like that, but nothing, but he like, wasn't like, nothing yeah. like crazy, yeah, yeah. and, um, and so we ordered, like, enough, but not a crazy amount, and so, uh, on the first week, on new books that we don't order enough of, you don't we don't get to buy them. But I have to read the the reader copy. Mm. And I was like, "This is pretty cool." Uh, it was it felt like a rip off of the uh, Twenty Eight Days Later, which I ended up reading <laughs> that he didn't mean like he was like I actually came up with that idea as well. Yeah, I, yeah. And so I was like, "Okay, cool." Coincidence happened all the time. As a writer, you'll know that yeah. uh, you'll find yeah. stuff that you've come up with in your head and you're just like writing it, and then all of a sudden like a trailer will come out. Like I did something uh, that was akin to Gravity, and then Gravity came out, and I was like. You gotta be fucking kidding me right <laughs> oh, now. No. You gotta be fucking kidding me. I was so mad. I, uh, I was so mad. There's a book that came out called King City uh-huh. that uh, yeah, Brandon Graham, Graham, Brandon yeah, Graham does. Yeah. And uh, like five months before that, I was writing this entire thing about like a guy and like this met cat that he had. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> that it was yeah. just an entire thing. Yeah. And that came out, and I was like, "Well, trash." Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean that shit happens, dude. Yeah, it's like, a collective universe, though. Uh, yeah. What's uh-huh. uh, what's her name that writes uh, the Hunger Games? I had oh, never yeah. seen oh, Battle Royale. Yeah. And then I watched Battle Royale and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, this is fun. Yeah. Hunger Games this is fucking this. So I looked it up and she's like, I I never heard of that. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it, it, it happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. A little. Well, going back to the story, uh, I got to read the reader copy, put it back. I was like, oh, I'll pick it up next week when we get more in. We got we never got more in. Mm. And then now today, I think it sells for like $1,200 on eBay. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was, How many uh, of these did they make? And apparently they only made like 5,200 copies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was in Sacramento. It's crazy. Uh, I had just gone through a really bad breakup. Uh-huh. And no, we were. Cute violin Yeah, no. Cute violin music. <laughs> <laughs> I'd gone through a really bad breakup. Paper. And I had all the, like, I had just lost my job. But, mm. like, I had all this, like, money that just from savings and different things. And I was on it. my way to San Francisco for WonderCon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I stopped at a shop and this guy had just opened the shop and so he was selling his personal collection and that was part of the collection was Walking Dead number one and mm-hmm. he had it there for like 80 bucks and I was like whatever fuck it here you go 80 <laughs> bucks and then lo and behold like the show came out and it is now yeah it's skyrocketing it's insa- I, I couldn't believe how much it cost like I yeah. I mean I'm not the guy that likes to flip things or whatever but it was just insane to know that I had a book potentially um, that's worth so much $1,500 or whatever my girlfriend asked me this, she's like why do you why do you check the prices you're never gonna sell them and yeah. I'm like, I know I'm not I just like just, I just know. like to know my mind and my heart that I have an action comics maybe potentially I'm, someday I'm the same way with yeah. my, my action figures Yeah, I still have my Gypsy Danger series one still in its box and I don't I don't know how much it's worth. Last time I checked, it was like next time Guillermo bucks. comes in, yeah. you can just but, have like I, I don't want to sell it, nor do I want to open it. I just enjoy it being there. That's that's the collector mentality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just like looking at it and but being like, "Hey, what's up, baby?" <laughs> but that's why those those flippers are so awful. It's all right. Yeah, because we all just want to enjoy these things. There's and nothing... not have to pay ridiculous prices. It, it killed me too because um, it kills me even more when you do. Have you ever tried to buy any kind of posters from Mondo? Mm. Yeah. Oh, those my God. Even, yeah. He's so angry. Jesus Christ. Worst. They make no. me so angry. We were talking about records earlier before yeah. we got here, and that's the, the records are like way easier to buy from Mondo. Mm-hmm. Like they do sell out, but not yeah. quite as fast. Yeah. Those fucking posters. Yeah. Like I have to be pretty picky because yeah. I know they're expensive, and do I really want to invest so much heart into it? Like they uh, last year they came out with that Jaws one that's like oh a, that a, awesome with the, the like the really long yeah. one, 
And I was in like the, I was on Amazon. I had or uh, PayPal, and like it was getting ready, and mm-hmm. says checking payment, and then the little circle was spinning. Yeah. Website, Sold out. Website oh. crashes. No. Or whatever. Uh, uh, I yeah. had that. So last Saturday, I was driving over here, and uh, they released this on Friday, Friday the thirteenth. They released this really awesome looking Misfits print, not Mondo, somebody yeah, else. I saw that. That was yeah. super cool. And they only made a hundred and thirty eight. Ha ha ha. I got into the, the checkout thing on my phone. I was driving here like haphazardly and then looking at it and I was like, awesome, I'm going to get this poster. And as soon as I press pay, yeah. it says, you're, Sold you're, out. no, uh, oh. your, your connection is not secure. Yeah. We can't process your, your payment. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? And then that one second or whatever yeah. it takes to go and it's try gone. to, it's just gone. It's, yeah. What kills me is that there's no loss in making more posters. There's yeah. no, no loss of making, no, just, no one's losing. It's just that, that there's not, it's, it's not a collector's mentality. So in my mind, I'm just like, you're not doing it for fans. They say that they're doing it for fans, but they're not because there's no downside to making more posters. Uh, they, yeah, everyone sure makes go on more eBay. money. I'm sure yeah. you can go on eBay right now and probably find it for another like for 200 bucks. But I'm not paying 200 bucks well, for that. Yeah. It was 50 dollars yeah. to begin with. I had that. Uh, so my big one, and it's like my crown jewel of my my poster collection. Uh, yeah. I have the Evil Dead Ollie <sighs> Moss uh, poster, and I was I I, I seriously because and this is another douchey thing. That I, I, I maybe I'm sorry. I'm not trying to put you down. I'm not trying to put you down, but it's kind of annoying. They do this thing where they're like, it's around nine o'clock central oh, time. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like, the Twitter, random yeah. times. Yeah, they're like, it's around whenever. <laughs> just be on Twitter and she will yeah, tell you. And I'm like, what the that's hell? That's the most the, the, the like, hey, we understand you have a life. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we're going to hit you up while you're going to work <laughs> in your car. And so um, I'm just like annoyed. So I'll be driving to work and I'll have to pull over to like fucking do it on my phone, which uh, you're at the mercy of now whoever is your carrier, your phone carrier. Yeah. Anyway, long story short. Uh, it was in my cart. I checked out. I signed. I like. I, I I pre-signed in. I signed into my PayPal. I did all that stuff pre, so I could just hit the button and hit the button, and it just does the circle, uh, like the fucking the loading worst. circle. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, your shopping cart is empty, and I'm like, what the hell? And then it was sold out, and I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So I went on eBay. Uh, five minutes later, when I got to work. And it was already being sold for like a thousand dollars. Yeah, like, How, yeah. What the yeah. hell is this shit? People pre- and there was just a million happen. of them, dude. Yeah. A million of them up there on eBay, and I was like, "This is insane." So the I ended thing up. Is you have to wait like a month or two later after the market's been flooded, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, it's only sold for a thousand dollars." I ended up getting it. Um, my my ex girlfriend at the time she was my girlfriend. Uh, she ended up getting me as a present. Uh, like oh shit! Six months later, it was like I think it was like 180 bucks or whatever. Yeah, wow. and I was, but it was still I think they were selling for like 70, and it was mm. 180. Six months later, I was just like, "This is some the one I've been looking for." Is uh, speaking of battle royale, uh, Brian Lee O'Malley and uh, this guy named Kevin Tong, I think, did a mm. did a battle royale poster for Mondo or for just a, a poster on for the... Mondo, I believe. Fuck. But it is fucking awesome looking. Yeah. Same thing. It was around the like the the time that Scott Pilgrim had come out. Yeah. So it was just impossible to get. <laughs> um, how many Mondo posters do you have? Because <laughs> I've only been lucky enough to get one. I have a and, bunch. Uh, I, I, not a bunch, but I have Evil Dead. Um, I have already uh, like the best. Yeah. No. <laughs> seriously. Well, and then he also did that that uh, that series for the Star Wars where he did like the three. But they're it's it, it's almost like taking like they're connected. They're connected, right. um, but it's like a silhouette of you know Boba Fett's face that turns into Cloud City in one mm. poster. Because oh, you know Ollie awesome. Ollie Moss does yeah. this thing where he does like kind of negative space or or he takes yeah. uh 
takes like elements from something and turns it into something else. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I, I didn't get that anyway, but uh, <laughs> I got Evil Dead, uh, Dracula one um, by some kind of Russian artist. It was really intricate and cool. And then this movie, uh, this movie that came out like two years ago, didn't do very well. They they seriously stole the posters the way it looked. It was crazy. I couldn't believe no one called them on it. It's the exact same poster. Oh, the quiet ones. Mm. Quiet the quiet ones. ones stole the exact poster. From Ex- except that they put it in the character's face instead of um, Mina Wait, Harkness' the, face. The the quiet ones poster from the movie. Oh. The quiet ones that came out like a year ago, two years ago. It's the exact same poster as the Mondo poster that came out four years ago. The Dracula poster that came oh. out four years ago. It's it's identical. It's yeah. crazy how, yeah. and I can't believe that no one called them on it. <laughs> um, and then, uh, what else? Oh, the R2-D2 from Kevin Tong. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, oh, man, I have so many posters in my house. <laughs> you have no idea. Oh, and I have, yeah. a, I have, a, I have a Boogie Nights one where nice. it's uh, Roller Girl, and there's two disco balls on the ground, and she's standing up, so it looks like a, a, a wrecked penis. <laughs> and... Uh, that's awesome. My current girlfriend's parents came over, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> oh, "I gotta put this away. Should I take this down?" But uh, yeah, it's a great poster. I mean, yeah. it's it's pretty subtle, mm-hmm. but you know, it's why would there. why would two disco globes be on the ground? <laughs> eh, just moving so, some stuff around. Yeah, cocaine. Yeah. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Shiny balls. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. So, um, uh, have you guys talked about goners? goners? <laughs> we talk, yeah, we talked a little bit about it. Uh, I like talking about shiny balls. Shiny balls. Shiny balls. <laughs> shiny balls. Yeah, no. balls and gunners. Yeah, no gunners. Uh, yeah, we talked. We talked some about it. You have any questions for me? Hit me with uh, the hard stuff. Uh, yeah, also, dude. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry to do this, but really quickly, we do have to kind of wrap up soon. Oh, okay. Another show coming. Oh, if you is it better than this show? Is it better? No. no. What show I'll is? I'll tell it? you that, but I have to do it. What show's coming out? I'll call them. I'll well, call them out. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> it's a secret. It's a secret. <laughs> but proceed with your questions. So. Okay. Uh, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, when does the next trade come? Or when does the trade come out? Mm-hmm. Oh, Goner's trade comes out April 29th, which is the Wednesday before Free Comic Book Day. Okay, strategery. <laughs> on my uh, um, yeah, I, I am doing a signing at the Comics Factory, which is the shop I used to work at in oh, Pasadena. Nice. Um, sometime during that week, I'm 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 loading up on signings. Hopefully, mm-hmm. Meltdown could be yeah. part of that. That'd be cool. Well. For sure. Um, talk to Francisca. Yeah, yeah, so. I will. Uh, for sure. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm currently just like hitting up everyone just to kind of bum rush PR on this because when the book came out, uh, we're no name guys doing a, a book uh, at Image. And so it's one of those things where, and on the cover, people thought it was a zombie. So they're like, oh, great, another zombie book. <laughs> Which, I mean, at the time, I thought it was a rad cover. And I still think it's a rad cover, but I think, I think maybe yeah. that might have. Put put in some kind of resistance to some people picking it up. Anyway, uh, it's an, more of an adventure book than a horror book with family elements. But um, yeah, uh, right now we're just trying to get the word out there because a lot of people are trade waiting. Because mm-hmm. when you have a no name kind of team, well, people kind of are like, "Oh, I'll just pick up the trade and see if I like it." But then there's also people like I who I I've read issues one and two, mm-hmm. but then I miss number three yeah. and I I can't go. Yeah, I can't, like. I cannot skip number three. I have to read number three. I wish so, I knew. I would have brought you a three. Oh, uh, it's, it's all good. Yeah, I'll no, that uh, that's crazy too because uh, it's a flawed system. But 
you have to order your first three issues before the first one even hits. Mm. So when, you know, mom and pop comic shop is ordering, you know, number one, they're going to order high on an image book. But then two and three, they don't want to store it. And they don't want to eat the cost of, you know, ordering the book. In case it doesn't do well. In case it doesn't do Mm -hmm. well. That they order like crazy low numbers, like less than half of what number one yeah, would Yeah, that's do. why usually when you go to stores, like two and three are like the, the hardest, hardest to find. find. Yeah. Because if two and three end, do end up doing well, like four and five, they'll usually Stock order more. more. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> and so we ended up, you know, selling out of... Comics, everyone. Secret of yeah. the trade. We ended up selling out of all of them, uh, which is great uh, in your mind. But uh, at the same time, you're also realizing that you're selling out and people who Want miss an issue yeah. or whatever... Now we're just going to wait for the trade, trade, and now you're fucked. So your, your issue then, numbers are just going to keep dwindling. But then it, you kind of look forward to the, that that boom from the trade, right? That's what I'm. That's yeah. what we're all banking on. We're banking on that the trade people kind of jump on because we've gotten a lot of really good word of mouth from review sites and from uh, a lot of fans on Twitter, which has been really cool um, to see. You know, they all write in. They're like, "Hey, this issue was <laughs> rad," and I'm like, "Fuck, this is awesome." <laughs> No, it's a fantastic book. Yeah. I just read issue five uh, on Wednesday, and the game changer. The game changer. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, there's one more. I'm assuming six is gonna wrap up the, uh, the, oh, the that arc. arc. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's very fun. And just watching the progression of like these two kids uh, in in the short amount of time within the book uh, is just crazy. Yeah, it's it's a, it's uh, an onslaught for sure. Yeah. No, and it's. Uh, the scene where uh, the aunt walks in on the party, on her birthday party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh no! It's a surprise party, and <laughs> everyone's surpri- dead. And everyone's dead. Red wedding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's fantastic. Uh, Thanks, the man. artist is located in Venezuela. Venezuela, oh, really? Shit. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, I have so I many stories. I wish we had more time. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, so just to put this out there. Uh, it's it's definitely an onslaught, so be prepared for like a crazy nonstop, you know, just adventure. Yeah, adventure, but like also it just doesn't end. I love the it's different one night. It's it's the, a lot of running, a lot of. I love the different back. elements that you've mixed in as far as uh, different occult uh, things. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you've got the Skinwalkers, you've mm-hmm. got like like the the, the Gucks. The, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of things that maybe people don't really know about, and then like at the back of each issue, you have. A little explanation of each one. Yeah. It's I love that, and we're finally going to figure out who what Francis is in issue six. Oh yeah, yeah. Has been the big mystery. Everyone's like, "What the <laughs> fuck is Francis?" Like, oh, <laughs> you'll find out. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's been a, it's like I was uh, I was telling Aristotle that I, I was big on folklore and history, and I just really wanted to like mix everything together and just kind of throw the kitchen sink in there yeah. and. Uh, you know, it's just it's just a shitty night where this family's being murdered. Being murdered. And they have yeah. to figure out how to why and fight back. And uh yeah, so I just add a lot of horror elements uh that you don't see a lot of. So I don't have just witches and werewolves. I mean we have a skinwalker, but he is the guy that kind of is. But the I think alpha that's the thing that people war. don't understand that skinwalkers yeah. and werewolves are two different things. Yeah, well also a skinwalker could be any animal. Yeah. Like it it, it mm. can also be a human. It just has to wear be the hide. Skin. Yeah, it has to mm. wear the hide of 
whatever it conquered. That scene where he's at the morgue and he's being really creepy about the yeah. skin. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. it's so nice and oh, tight. No. And like, yeah, and then, you, and then you see why, what, what he was doing in yeah. five with it. It was so yeah. fucking disturbing. <laughs> uh, but it's still it's still kind of a PG-13 book, so. No, yeah. yeah. I It's 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 fun. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's a fun, dark book. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of fun with it. Sorry, I, I know you're antsy. Um, you're ready to get out of here. Oh, no, no, no. Or not get out of here, but I know you have something going we, on. We... Oh, no, no, no. When uh, and you said the trade comes out in April, April twenty ninth. Yeah, okay, the Wednesday. You should, the you can have him back for Wednesday, for uh, yes for we'll a podcast when the trade comes out. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Yeah, I have so much to talk about. <laughs> All right, <laughs> mainly starting about Comic Con registration. I'll be uh, uh, yeah, I'll be yeah. I'll be on time this time. <laughs> I promise. Um, yeah, and, uh, I'll, I'll let... try. <laughs> it's the best you'll get out of me. <laughs> and then we might have Holly here too. Oh yeah, hopefully. But, yeah. Whatever. All right, <laughs> you want to wrap uh, this up? Uh, sure. Where can people find you on the internet? On the internet, at the scary place of the internet. Um, it's <laughs> in, in a, digi- in a digital waiting room. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can find me. Now, uh, on Twitter, I'm at Saxon Jacob. Um, Jorge's at J.E. Corona. Uh, Gabe, who's our colorist, is at G. Casada. And our inker letterer, uh, Stephen Wands, is at S. Wands, so it's swans. Nice. Yeah, it's very sexy. <laughs> and he really figured it out with just doing like the five letters. Like yeah. when you do tweets, I ne- I I just was so shitty with Twitter when I first started. I'm like Saxon I- Jacob, ten <laughs> ten letters. <laughs> it's like this is so dumb. Um, and then on Facebook we have a group, a Goners group, which is just uh, Facebook.com/slash Goners Comic. And then we have a Gmail where you can send in questions and fan mail and all that jazz at. Uh, Gonerscomic at gmail.com. Bombard him and send him medium shirts. <laughs> and shirts, yes. Ah, yes. yes. Not extra, extra. <laughs> Large at most. My sleepwear. Keep it yeah. <laughs> and Mondo posters. And Mondo yes. posters, yes. <laughs> Definitely Mondo If you posters. have them. Or if you just want to send them. My tiny apartment just covered in <laughs> wallpaper of Mondo posters. God damn them. <laughs> well... I, I feel weird plugging another podcast, but recently uh, the CEO of Mondo just did uh, oh this podcast, uh, Modern Vinyl podcast, and you he, can't see he, it, he but he's great. pointing at a shirt that says Modern, Modern Vinyl. Vinyl. It's yeah. a pretty cool shirt. I'm sure there's only t- two made, <laughs> two uh, made in the world, like, the, and then they shot the artist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no more. This was from two Halloweens ago, and they just had another one from last Halloween, and I missed out on that. So fuck shirts too. Limited everything. Why? Mondo's got a Mondo's got it though. We're talking about them right now. I know. Yeah, I know. Just I plugging mean, the show. This entire podcast, <laughs> the Mondo podcast. <laughs> Fuck honors. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> there you go. Let's start another podcast, all three of us, and we'll just There's complain no, about no, no. Yeah. the posters we didn't get this week. Like, what po- yeah. I hate you because I love you so much, Mondo. That's all I'm saying. It's an abusive relationship. Yeah, it is. Just, I can't quit I you. Have two black eyes, but I still come back. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Uh, we good. Yeah. All right. See you Did you uh, mention? The books, books you picked this week? No. Oh, tell me about but, your books. All right. The book we picked this week really quick. Uh, Silk. Go read Silk. It's amazing. Uh, she is a great protagonist. Uh, multiversity, multiversity Masterman. Masterman uh, Jim Lee drawing Hitler taking a giant dump <laughs> right on page one. It's yep. great. A- um, Sparks Nevada. Uh, I have never listened to the Thrilling Adventure Hour, but uh, Aristotle? Uh, I, I haven't listened to it quite as much as I know other people have but after reading it I was like oh shit we should uh, I wish I could get in on this and then Bitch Planet and then Bitch Planet alright All right. see you guys later guys see you later. Uh, and we're back back and here we are back 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 
We never left. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some books. Yeah. What do you guys want to talk about first? Uh, first, let's say Jacob was great. Jacob oh, yeah. was yeah. great. He's a cool dude. The We're gentleman back and the scholar. Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, yes. Goner's trade coming out um, um, April 29th. Yes. Yep. Uh, he will be back here hopefully that week mm. yep. to talk about it. And maybe sign some books. Maybe sign some books, yeah. Come get your book signed. <laughs> Signing yeah. pending at Meltdown Comics mm-hmm. and possibly Fat Collectibles. Swipe. All right. You guys want to talk about Silk? Yeah. Number yes. one. Let's get into that because it was great. Yeah. It was super Surprisingly good. great. It was one of the books that, you know, I, I didn't. I didn't expect anything from, so you know, when it was really good. Same here, and that's because I didn't read any Spider-Verse. And then uh, I was talking to Holly and Kimmy about this, that this cover is, the art on the cover is cool, The her logo is cool, but they don't work together. No. The logo and the cover art uh, do not work well. And that's why I was like, this book is, is kind of off-putting. the logo's too whimsical and the... Uh... The cover art is maybe a little darker. Yeah, I, 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 that and the Plus pink there and the are red. webs coming out of her butt. It's just, <laughs> it's nothing against the art. It's Web just butt. the that combo of the logo and the art. Yeah. If they had done a different logo, it'd be cool. If they'd done a different cover, it'd be cool. They're I both think it was cool. cool. I like the one on the inside. Yeah. Yeah, the inside is the sparkly this, this, one. This was the variant for it. This this was like a 125 variant. Um, uh, yeah. And it that looks really awesome. Mm. Um, the art on the inside of the book, though, is fantastic. incredible. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Um, the use it's... of space and like l- the lack of color in some things is it, mm-hmm. just it works so well with everything. And the well, it's got this very like light tone. It's not, uh, and it f- it like matches the writing in a, this like very perfect way. Yeah, yeah. it's oh, just all of it is just. It's it, a big swoon. Yeah, basically. And I love that she like, she's cool. She's awesome. She's got style. her character. I love her character. And uh, she's like, she's giving us what we haven't had from Peter Parker in, you know, almost like twenty years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, and 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 like Peter Parker, she's got issues with her family. From what it seemed <laughs> prior to her becoming Silk and being locked away for ten years, uh, she was yeah. locked away for ten years. By the way, yeah. spoiler. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, she yeah her. Her battles are different than Peter's, mm-hmm. uh, but in in such a such a similar way of that like teen growing up, growing pains, um, angst, angst, yeah, angst. Um, uh, my chemical romance. Um, <laughs> I I really liked it, and then Peter Parker showed up, and I was like, "That's cool," but I hope. That he's not going to be too big a character in this, like. No, like I think I the, think this is first issue. They're trying to establish that they're in the same. Yeah, because that's what I was confused at at first. Like, is this back group. in Silk's universe or in the current Marvel universe? And she just left. She just stayed. Well, she's, well technically, she's a character. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah, she's yeah, a six one six character. Oh, okay. She her I, first I she appearance was, was in, no. Her first appearance was in Amazing Spider-Man uh, four of this current run. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's a six one six. She got bitten by the same spider that oh, bit Peter. I thought. Um, okay, I see, I see. And when they released her from this ten year like seclusion that they had her in, this is group. Um, it kind of kicked off the events that of Spider of Spider Verse, mm-hmm. uh, which she explains there. 
Um, but my favorite part of the fact that she was locked away for 10 years, uh, which is a weird sentence to say, yeah. uh, <laughs> is that she has no filter with people now. Yeah, that's that's the page. I'm and yeah, the, the scene <laughs> with her co-workers and one of them trying to ask the other one out in a very sly way. And yeah, she's just she's like, like, just ask why her don't out. Why just ask her out? Yeah, yeah. we all know you want to ask her out. Um, and then it clearly works out. And it goes well because clearly she goes home later on <laughs> and uh, they are just going at it uh, in behind well, closed doors. Whatever yeah. two consenting adults do behind closed doors. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just... And Jay Jonah's in it. Yeah. Uh, who's like, looking, like, looking like nice. Yeah. He looks like <laughs> sharp. <laughs> Is uh, being a widower uh, suits him, you know? <laughs> Just, mm-hmm. um, Jay Jonah's in it. He's no longer mayor. I guess he's working uh, at back a public at the bug. Back at a publication company, but he's not in charge of it. I think he's just kind of. He's just there yelling at They're yelling at people to remind us of print. Yes. <laughs> Print's not dead. Print's not dead. Um,. It was, it was great. It was a great issue. Uh, I'm looking Pick forward it up. to the Pick it up. We have yeah. a I few was, here at Meltdown Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I, I was highly looking forward to Spider-Gwen, and I'm still super excited to that for that, and I was like, well, Silk can be cool, too. And then I read it, and I was like, fuck, these are both going to be great. I, I really enjoyed the relationship between her and Peter in this. Uh, yeah. How he's kind of trying to, hey, let's like, date. Let's and she's yeah. like, I... Dude, I'm, I've got so much going on right now. I, it's not what I'm looking for. Yeah. Everyone, uh, all she needs from him is kind of like a, a guidebook as to how to be a spider person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you want to hit up next? Uh, before we dive into a little bit of a multiversity, I wanted to yes. talk about Eight. Which eight. was another number one and also fucking fantastic. It was a fantastic book. Uh, the only gripe I have with it will, is the cover, and this is just me nitpicking things. Uh, it's Every- spelled eight e i, and then an eight h t. No, <laughs> I I don't like I didn't I mean, like I don't like it aesthetically. Uh, but that's once again that's me nitpicking. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but see, yeah. that's just more of an example of how important covers can be because that's the same thing, the same issue I had with Silk. Well, I, same I, issue was the issue. The same issue, issue was the issue. Yeah. We all got issues. <laughs> uh, I picked it up because Raphael uh, is an amazing artist, uh, does incredible things on on uh, American Vampire. Um, yeah, he does. And he's just just his, his color scheme in this book. It's so different. It's so different, but it's it, it makes sense from that first page where. He tells you that the past is green, the present is purple, the future is blue, and the meld is somebody. It was it's something else, else entirely. entirely. Um, but each period in time, because uh, it is a time travel book, uh, has a different color palette and tone, and it helps so much uh, as to tell you when and where you are. Uh, put what mindset to put you in it's so yeah. pretty <laughs> and it's like little things like when he has a little communication device and he's you know talking to the past mm-hmm. when that like actually turns on it turns green. green yeah and it's just such a visual shortcut i mean 
I feel like that was done a little bit in Manhattan Projects with the multiple worlds. Mm -hmm. Um, But this just seems a lot more concrete as like a, oh, yeah, I'm going to stick to this. And like there is no question about what it is. And I don't know. I'm a sucker for time travel. It's it was done. It's done well. Um, Everyone should pick it up. Yeah, pick it up. If you love great art, uh, if you love time time travel, uh, if you like guys riding dinosaurs. Yeah, <laughs> Nazi guys riding dinosaurs. Nazi guys riding dinosaurs. Evil Nazi Nazi-wise. guys. Oh, well, yeah. Spe- uh, I didn't know that. Uh, let's segue. Segue. Speaking of Nazis. Uh, do you like watching Adolf Hitler poop? Because if you do, the opening page of Multiversity <laughs> is exactly what you're looking for. Uh, drawn, beautifully drawn, <laughs> by renowned artist Jim Lee. Jim Lee. Uh, the first page features Hitler, uh, right, just right in the middle, middle of a massive of a, dump. Yeah. Uh, sweat reading, pouring down his face. Reading a Superman comic. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. I, I don't know. Um, I, I also find it strange that this isn't Grant's first, uh, foray into Hitler and poop. <laughs> um, I don't know, uh, if you guys read The New Adventures of Hitler. No, is that Uh, that a thing? Is that really? uh, It's a Grant Morrison book where Hitler, uh, before uh, World War Mm -hmm. I, visits his, uh, I think it's cousins in England, and is trying to find uh, the Holy Grail and a cup of tea, (laughs) and every night Morrissey comes out of his closet and sings to him. Morrissey? Morrissey. It's amazing. Uh, It's just bizarre, and there's some poop in it, too. (laughs) Everyone, like, like trains of people start singing that he only has What's one testicle. Called? It's called The New Adventures of Hitler. Okay. Graham okay. Morrison. It's, okay. it's one of his early works, and it's phenomenal. Um, <laughs> obviously out of print. Obviously yeah. not something yeah. easily acquired, but it's a really interesting deconstruction, and it, it's fantastic, and I find it interesting. I don't, I don't know who published it. I think it might have been Eclipse, maybe? But oh my god, I got on you. Okay, clips. yeah, <laughs> good on your clips. But I mean, this is ages ago. But I mean, I find it interesting him kind of coming back to, to Hitler poop. A, a Hitler and B poop. Wow. Okay. Um. Well, now there's the rest of the issue. Yeah. <laughs> that oh god. Said. A, yeah. So so basically, this is a Superman Red Sun, but just in Nazi, Nazi Germany. Germany. Yeah. So he lands in uh in in. Germany. Germany, and they find him, and they uh, Hitler believes that he's the the Uber-mensch. Nazi super yeah the Nazi Superman that was uh, brought down to them in order to uh, cleanse the world, so to speak of of everyone of everyone yeah yeah um, it's 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 amazing uh, the protagonist in it is Uncle Sam uh, a very unused and underrated um, I feel DC he comic in it as much as I would have liked him to be. I'm still confused by what's going on, but like I just knew that going. Um, so like I'm, I'm just confused with every issue of Multiversity, though I'm enjoying it because I feel like I'm missing a base. But well, this is from this is from a, a, a different you know a, a different a, a, yeah storyline. So like I'm um, I'm fine with missing those things, but, but so it, I'm just waiting for what it to seems all... to have happened. If if I mean if you if this is the only thing that you read, uh, this is is that Superman was told these things and raised in in as, uh, as Hitler youth I'm assuming yeah. and 
Um, they won the war because of Superman, um, who's now Nazi Superman. Uh, and I believe at the core, he starts feeling remorse for, for all the bodies. All the bodies. <laughs> and he wants things to kind of remain a, a metropolis of sorts, or it's, it's a perfect world, but maybe if he could take back the ethnic cleansing, he yeah. would. <laughs> Then, so uh, much excellent. So <laughs> much ethnically. I love, I love, yeah, the scene where he's like, I was gone for only three years. Yeah. And there's all these dead people. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's insane. I, yeah. I don't know. And I like, I like, I don't know. I like Superman as a villain in a weird way. Yeah. I, I like Superman 4. The Nazi Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah and, and there's Lantern. like, yeah, there's the whole Nazi Justice League. It's interesting which is to bizarre. see. But uh, like, Nazi Batman's super extreme. Leatherwing. <laughs> Leatherwing. Leatherwing. Yeah. Is uh, pretty extreme. Also, Nazi Martian Manhunter, which confuses me. Yeah, because he, yeah. he doesn't look like an alien. I mean, I mean, he, he, but I mean, looks like an alien, but yeah. But like, again, part of the, the kind of confusion is like it. It kind of starts with the death of Overgirl, and so I just feel like I'm missing something, though I know I'm not. Oh, definitely dropped into this world. I mean, it's no, it's, I'm, it's, it's I'm, a crisis. It's a th- crisis. Yeah, there's, reference. Uh, there's an else else world uh, book. I'm sure we we haven't read that uh, takes place with all this in it. Uh, Uncle Sam's fantastic though in it. And then I just want to know what. Are we going to start getting issue twos of things? No, the, it ends with uh, Multiversity, the first issue, issue two. So, so that's what it ends. Next month is uh, the Haunted comic, the one that we've all been waiting for that everyone's been reading, which he said is going to wake up our minds to the second coming of <laughs> Comic Jesus. Comic Jesus. Or Comic Krishna, I'm not sure which. I guess they're sort of the same thing. Comic Daddy. And then the month after that we get two issues, which is the final issue, and then Multiversity 2. Or, which is the final issue. Mm -hmm. Multiversity. It's great. Pick it up. (laughs) Expand your mind. (laughs) Blow blow out your brain cells. Get deep. Aristotle, is there something Uh, you want to talk about? uh, I got two on my hand right here. I got Bitch Planet number three and Sparks Nevada Marshall on Mars. Did you guys read these? Uh, uh, I read Sparks, um, and I have not cracked open my copy of Bitch Planet yet. Uh, I have um, not listened to the Thrilling Adventure. Can, what is oh, yeah. that? That's, what, what, I, it that's is? what I briefly talked about, like on the at the end of that one, to where I started reading it, and I'm familiar with the. I have to be familiar with the Thrilling yeah. Adventure Hour. Why is that, the, Aristotle? Because I I, uh, I I don't know what my title is, but I, I, I'm the one that puts it on the internet. Okay. Uh, I, that is my job. You're the key holder. Yes. You're, no, uh, you're the gate master. Wait, is right? it gate I'm, master? I'm just like, he's, I'm like he's the ring the bearer. to them. No. Oh. I'm the ring bearer of this Ring bearer? Yeah, I'm the ring bearer. <laughs> um, so, but anyways, so I'm familiar with it, but then I started reading it, and I was like, shit, now I wish I was like in-depth knowledge i wish i had in-depth knowledge of this because there's it's it's such a is a fun issue 
But I just feel like, oh no, I'm missing out on You're all of these yeah. references. Yeah. I'm missing all it the It did jokes. seem to be that as someone who doesn't listen to Thrilling Adventure Hour, I was like, oh, I read it and I was just but, like, oh, there's a lot I'm not probably getting. But I mean, it's also there on the internet to go back and listen to, and they're all pretty short. So that's that's like who the advantage. This? Ben Acker and Blacker. Acker and Blacker. Acker Dream and Blacker. Team. B&B. So sad that they left Thunderbolts. That was, uh, oh. they really it, took something that was a little broken and... and pieced it together with scotch tape and but it ended with them right yeah they they finished it they off. ended it phenomenally <laughs> but hey marvel higher acker and blacker more <laughs> uh but i, I thought I, it. I thought it was a lot of fun acker blacker acker blacker right yeah <laughs> what Sounds a weird good. world where they would run into each other <laughs> seriously yeah but it also includes the the zero issue and like as a second half, and I thought that was a, a nice touch because after reading it, I was like, I should go back and read the zero issue online. But sure enough, there it is, second oh. half of the book. Excellent. That That's good. good marketing. Yeah, it is. And uh, I'm just excited to read more. Um, going off on a Marvel tangent, uh, Ghost, Ghost Racers. Racers. Oh my goodness, Ghost we, Racers. We... Ghost Racers. We've heard rumblings. You guys, Ghost Racers. <laughs> um, Felipe Smith is writing uh, a new book for Marvel's mm-hmm. Secret War. Not so Secret Wars. Not so secret anymore because it's been announced. And it's basically every Ghost Rider you've ever wanted or no, no. forgotten. And, and maybe some new ones. Yeah, including Robbie, who... Who's dope. With his sweet-ass yeah. ride. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they're all going to be... Hauling ass on Battleworld, kicking ass. Uh, they're a chain gang. They're on a world oh, that seems oh. to be kind of like a uh, entertainment. Mad Max. Well, it's it's like a death race. Yeah. Uh, from the panels that I saw online, uh, it's it seems like they r- actually like it says Ghost Racers. They race. Mm-hmm. They go Ghost Racers. Yeah. No. It, a, that great Frankavia cover. Oh, Francisco yes. Frankavia, whose art. I will just Never love till the day I die. Yeah, um, is doing. Uh, I hope all the covers do it. Yeah, if there are more. Hopefully, I mean, uh, I want great. Felipe to do a few too. Yeah, I want Felipe to do more art in general. Yeah, his, his uh, still that issue of Ghost Rider. I'm waiting for twelve. I know. Issue twelve. He's uh, he is doing some art on twelve. He's splitting mm-hmm. it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I uh, I want him to draw more. Things, especially in the Marvel universe, yeah. he's got a. He's bringing like I don't know. It reminds me of like when I read the Runaways the first time. Mm. I was like, this art's a little different, but I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His uh, his sense of like action pacing is really good. Yeah, like, he he knows what panels to kind of put in and put out and leave. You know. Yeah, I think you that's know. Important. I think, and also, I feel like uh, talking about his early run. I think that's why him and Trad vibe so well. It's like, yeah, the way he wrote the scripts and the way Trad did it. It's like you can you can make a fucking car chase Trad's, interesting. Trad's so sense of kinetic. motion, yeah, yeah, is just fantastic. Uh, just ah, uh, Trad more. <laughs> Speaking of Luther Strode coming back soon, uh, yeah, Luther Strode, uh, Volume Three, yeah. Uh, with that being said, uh, it was Justin Jordan's birthday yesterday, I believe. Happy so birthday, happy Justin, birthday Jordan. Justin Jordan. Uh, keep spreading that love. That sweet Spread. comic love. <laughs> comic love. Um, what else you got? 
Uh, that was it. That's that's what I got. Uh, oh, Rumble. I got Rumble. Rumble, Rumble in the which jungle. Which is... It's good. It's fantastic. It, it reminds me of like a Hellboy Atomic Robo kind wow. of like a book. What, um, is, what issue is this? This is issue three, so it's still early on. You can still pick it up and... and uh, uh, uh. You guys gotta hurry up. Yeah. Uh, Four yeah. hours. Derek's doing a lot of work. Um, yeah. All right. I think I think we're gonna call it. All right. Uh, this is the the hazards of working and recording a podcast at the same time. <laughs> it's the hazard of being late. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, next episode will be more poignant and it will be better. Uh, we're just trying to get our shit together. Yeah. We're still early. This learning is... learning pains. Melcast 3.0. Oh shit. My yep. headphones fell off. Um. <laughs> See, we're just, we're still babies. Love us. We're just trying to, we're trying to get our groove back, Stella. <laughs> All right. And with that, oh my God. we'll be ending <laughs> with that joke. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye.